back in the day when when every neighborhood had a shopping center, and in the back of that shopping center would be a video store, and in the very back of that video store would be the bestest stuff, the stuff that stood the test of time, stood the test of stood the test of time, or the stuff that just plain wouldn't sell or go away. It was the back rack video. So here we go again, happy campers. I'm Spike. I'm Chris, and we are going to lead you into the lost generation. A whole bunch of movies got made way back about three decades ago that nobody just wants to do anymore. Chris, set the t set the balls going here. So I had the great pleasure of still being a kid in the 90s. And as an adult, I realized that there's a reason why the 90s is probably the best damn generation. You know? I mean, it's, it, there's... Seriously, though. <laughs> and back then, there was a slew of, of kid films that had adventure, fantasy, hope, dreams. Uh, made you feel like you could do anything. But they don't do those movies no more. Ever. They didn't even have them in the 80s. I mean, yeah, you had like Goonies. But that's pretty much it when it comes to kid adventures, you know, 70s, they didn't have nothing, 60s, the 2000s, nothing. So, in order to prove this to you, I'm going to take you on this grand adventure of the movies that came out in the early 90s that made kids so freaking awesome today as grown-ups. Mm -hmm. That we can totally shit on that. <laughs> <laughs> so these are non-crappy kids' movies from the nineties. Okay. Well, more or less. One person's crap is another person's treasure. Yeah. Okay. So just to throw a bunch of these movies out here, let's start with the the fantasy films. Okay. Let's start with movies like uh, the Page Master. Young Macaulay Culkin, uh, Christopher Lloyd, just taking this kid through a book full of adventure and fantasy world, fighting a dragon. It was pretty good. You know, this is, it's one of those things that just, you know, fantasy is just like a walk in the park, you know? Uh, it makes a nice counterpoint to Home Alone. One, two, three point one four one six five. Yes. Indian in the cupboard. This was a movie that Boy, I heard uh, that name Exactly. Indian in the cupboard was a, a this just this, this I I can't really explain it. It was a, a different type of film with this kid and the imagination of these toys coming to life. Every time you open up this cupboard that was brought these toys to life. It was before Toy Story, okay? And it's just um, another magical, amazing film. Uh, a hook. I have a hook. Hook. I mean, Steven Spielberg's hook with Robin Williams is Peter Pan. But you got the kids of Neverland and, and, and uh, Peter's kids and just this huge dream world of Neverland and, and 
the adventures. And most importantly, Dustin Hoffman has a hook. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what what better way than the just Dustin Hoffman plays a hooker? Go ahead. Oh my god! <laughs> and I didn't say this episode was for kids. It's about kids' movies. Go ahead. Honey, I blew up the kid. Shh. Honey, I sh- uh, I blew up the kid was of course the sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, and it was uh, uh it was uh you know questionable. But still memorable. Right? It was. Anybody who's watched any of the. Anybody who's watched 50s or 60s films in black and white that's kind of kitschy and stuff (laughs) knows what Bird Eye Gordon is. And these are kind of homage films to him. But to be honest, anything that has to do with people who are shrunk or people who are huge has something to do with Bird Eye Gordon. So. You know, yeah, true. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids wasn't that bad. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was just, well, if you like the first one, you like the second. That's true. Uh, Now, what about just movies where kids are just being kids, okay? Let's talk about movies like, for instance, Richie Rich, based off of a great comic. Another Macaulay Culkin Another Macaulay Culkin movie, but he was the main kid in the early nineties. Let's mm. just face it. After yeah, Home Alone, true. he was in he was in a bunch of movies. Uh, Good Son, even with Dad, you know, he was in a bunch. I gotta admit, The Good Son does not belong in this list, but The Good Son is probably probably the the one movie I'd probably really be interested in with Macaulay Culkin more than any of the others, but. Mainly because I've seen the other so many times. Yes. The Richie Rich was a fun, just fun movie. It was great. The Little Rascals. The Little Rascals, <laughs> of course. I mean, who could forget that? I have to wonder if The Little Rascals would have ever been made if it wasn't for Eddie Murphy. The, ah. the, the 90s version. Because when Eddie Murphy was playing Buckwheat back in the 80s, it brought all oh. of that back. On Saturday Night Live, oh brought all of that back. You forgot all about that. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And uh, <laughs> oh, who in the world played uh, Alfalfa? I can't remember her name. Oh well, one of these days it'll come to me. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> yeah, and, but yeah, I remember the little rascals coming out. It was great stuff. Mm. Three Ninjas. Oh, do you remember Three Ninjas? If you haven't, you got to check that one out. That there was like how many movies were there? I, I can't really remember how many movies, but that, that that was one of those things where it just came and you're like, what on earth is going on? I don't know what it is, but I love it. Of course, this was the same time that Power Rangers was exactly lifting up from, you know, everything. So, was... all I remember is Master Ninja. That was from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Master Ninja I, Master Ninja I, I. I remember three ninjas coming out and like, no. <laughs> Please don't let the kids find out about this. I don't want to go see this, except for this movie. But uh, yeah. Not okay. my cup of tea. Angels in the Outfield. Which was a, a, for some reason, Major League Baseball just has this thing for coming up with, for 
it's not like Major League Baseball is subsidizing any of these films, but Angels the Outfield was essentially it wasn't it didn't really have anything to do with Major League, but it was there was a, a spate there for a while where Major League Baseball teams were tying into particular movies. Like the Cleveland Indians for Major League and the Anah- Anaheim Angels, I think, or the they were called the California Angels back then, with Angels in the Outfield. And Christopher Lloyd, of course, can never do wrong. But. Yeah, uh, you had a you had Christopher Lloyd. You had uh, I think uh, who's the boss? Oh, good luck naming it. Like I'm going to be able to name any of the characters. Any of the actors play who's show. the boss? Uh, can't remember his name. Tony Danza. Uh, Tony Danza, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a young uh, Matthew McConaughey was in this one. Mm-hmm. And a very young uh, Jason Gordon Lovett uh, played the kid who could see Christopher Lloyd and the rest of the angels. Oh, and Danny Glover was also in it. It is kind of curious to see mm-hmm. all these uh, these younger actors in these early roles. Where you don't real, they were never really associated with it, but you see them and you're like, hey, wait a minute, isn't that? Yes. Yeah, yeah it usually is. Um, uh, a, a movie that I really loved, Camp Nowhere. Camp Nowhere, also a Christopher Lloyd movie. Mm-hmm. Camp Nowhere had a bunch of up and young uh, rising stars who were either on TV shows, in other movies, whatever. And these kids were, it was summer, and they were, a few of them was going to fat camp, a few of them was going to computer camp, military school, whatever. So they hired this bum, Christopher Lloyd, to <laughs> pretend to be a counselor from each camp and pose to them to like, if you go to this camp, you know, it's going to make your, it's going to change your kid's life. So the parents bought into it. And in actuality, they go to a old uh, hippie uh, campground and just played around, basically. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, the parents wants to come and visit, so they put on this huge, elaborate thing to cover up each <coughs> to uh, military camp, theater camp, hip, uh, uh, whatever lost weight camp is called, <laughs> you know, so on and so on. And it was just a fun movie. It was, <laughs> it was just great. It was great. Um, another movie of camps, Heavyweights. Yeah, that's oh, another fat camp. Heavyweights was the best. Directed by Ben Stiller, which is honestly, I'm not a big fan of Ben Stiller, but I actually love this movie. Um, so anyway, it's a heavyweight camp. They're all there. You had a bunch of, again, rising stars that, um, goes to this camp. They're having fun. And then it's taken over by this really strict, uh, I don't butthead played by Ben Stiller, who actually pushes them to the limits to lose weight the wrong ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it is a really fun movie. I I definitely. Um you got movies like Casper. Casper, Christina Ricci, uh Bill Pullman, um 
trying to remember who else. There's a bunch. There was a time back in the 90s, for some reason, Harvey Comics made a comeback. Because it was Richie Rich, like you mentioned, and Casper. All of them are coming back, and it's just like, where'd that come from? It worked, though. It worked. I mean, the, the, the beginning of Casper is amazing. You had that uh, rabbi dude from Saturday Night Live. The, the, Guido Sarducci. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had Dan Aykroyd playing a Ghostbuster. A Ghostbuster <laughs> who comes out saying, who are you going to call? Somebody else. And then runs away. <laughs> it, it, it had that. It was uh, by Steven Spielberg. It is a, it's a, one of those movies that just like, I don't know, it, it, it took the great Halloween kids vibe and just made it to its own, and it, it worked. It really worked. It was great. Uh, Wild America, a very forgotten film that, I, that shouldn't be forgotten. I love this movie. It's about three brothers, based on a true story, three brothers that wants to go across country and uh, capture on film animals that nobody has ever seen or something to capture animals in the wild that people don't get to see, which is based off of a true story of real life brothers that uh, you remember the show that came on? Mike Stouffer. Yeah. Wild America. Yes. He used to be on PBS all the time. Wild stuff. Okay. Not the pe- not the guys who make the frozen lasagna or the frozen pizzas or anything like that. Not those stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Marty Stauffer is what this yeah. is. So, it's... Yeah, I... I kind of, you're, you're making me go back three decades. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast three hours ago. So... It was, it was just one of those amazing movies of just watching these brothers fight on the road... But being brothers, you know, like they're peeing in a stream and the youngest brother is like, they did something mean to him. So he's filling up the canteens as they're peeing and it goes into their canteens. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's funny. It, it's really great. Uh, it's definitely you pee directly into the streams. <laughs> you pee uh... No, seriously, if you, if you're out in nature and you need to pee, you go off the trail a little bit, and then find a, a, a little clump of dirt or something, peel on that, so that way it'll filter through down into the water table and help yes. purify it a bit. <laughs> Please don't pee in the street. Born to be Wild, another great movie of uh, a street kid who's kind of just, he's, he's a juvenile delinquent, and he's made to work in his mother's... Uh, his mother helps out with like animal shelter thing. And inside that animal shelter is a gorilla that she's trying to teach to do sign language. So he's made to clean out her cage, the gorilla's cage and then end up bonding with the gorilla. And is like, you know, the gorilla has been painting this big mural on the wall of like the, you know, the jungle or Amazon, whatever. Mm-hmm. And apparently they lose funding and they're going to get rid of the gorilla. So the kid breaks the gorilla out, goes across country when the whole, 
you know, police force is trying to look for them. And he's trying to find a place to set the gorilla free. And it's just a wild adventure from there. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's a good movie. If you have not seen that movie. Uh, up there with movies like uh, Amazing Panda Adventure. Same thing, but with a panda in China. <laughs> I mean, there was a great Free Willy. Free Willy. Which was a, an excellent movie at its time. Then they made too many. And you're <laughs> like, I give up on this whale. Just sorry. <laughs> like, just saying. Like, this, how many times he had to say this darn whale? Seriously. <laughs> but Free Willy was I mean, a good just one. a whale that's helpless. You know that. And a killer soundtrack from Michael Jackson. So. Um, and then. Then. If that's. With, with not just adventure and fantasy, what about uplifting sports films? Oh my goodness. The outrageous sports films that came out in the early 90s for kids was just blown out of proportion, but in the goodest way ever. Okay? Of course, we're going to start with the greatest, The Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. Sandlot. Probably one of the best baseball movies, coming of age films ever made. It had Dennis Leary in it, and that's all I cared about, and that's all I needed. <laughs> James Earl Jones was was a nice little whip top of one, on top of that one, but but yeah, the Sandlot, not the Sandlot too. Stay away from that one. Uh, but the original Sandlot, as usual, yeah, that was. You're that killing was, me, Smalls. Uh -huh. There's a bunch of people who don't even know what movie that comes from, but they oh, know the phrase. They know all the phrases. Yeah, I mean, mwah, beautiful film. Um, we got this. Let's see, the Mighty Ducks, another great coming of age sports film. Now that's one that really shouldn't have gone anywhere, but it did to the point that Disney actually bought an NHL franchise and named them the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. Yes. Which was just so meta, I actually had to applaud that one. But exactly, right? Of course, somebody who played for the team really wanted to run around and be called the Ducks. That's why they wound up one the most penalized NHL team in their <laughs> first two years. Um, we got movies like The Big Green. I don't know if you remember that one, but that was like a, a bunch of kids that decide, hey, we were bored, so they, like cut down this field and make a soccer team, which ended up becoming a huge sport in the small town. And I don't remember the big green, but I remember Little Giants. That was the next movie I was going to mention. <laughs> I had a feeling that one was coming. Little Giants. Listen, Little Giants is a masterpiece that should be talked about a whole lot more. Okay? You had Rick Moranis, you had Ed O'Neill, and, and their two brothers that in the small town, Ed O'Neill's the oldest brother, so he gets more of the attention and the popularity to, no, the more popularity to, uh, he owns a car dealership, I believe, and uh, he's the coach of a, the town's football team. And then you have the little brother, uh, Rick Moranis, that is always in his brother's shadow. And... He's also a single father to a tomboy. Uh, 
and she is like she she lives in a small town so she's pretty bored as well and you have this team that rejects a bunch of misfit kids and they don't know what to do and they're upset because they really want to play football even though they really are horrible at football so they talked Rick Moranis into coaching them and then word got around town and then this big gigantic game brother against brother starts to form and it is a masterpiece of a movie mm. but totally forgotten which sucks <laughs> which is weird because it was an NFL license is based on the New York Giants football team. Yes. So, but to 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 just like sum it up on like the movies that came out in the nineties, okay? All the big films, all the you know the ones that definitely needed to be. We had movies like, uh, and and these are not just like regular films but like you know animated and stuff like that but like rock a doodle miracle on 34th street uh the flintstones uh it says here the lion king came out in 94 i don't remember it coming out in 94 i thought it was like 96 or 97 no, it was 94 oh. it came out on video around 96 97 hmm that's when you got it on video cassette, and you're all excited about it. I remember that. This isn't necessarily a kids' film, but the Musketeers, the Three Musketeers. Compared to most of the modern direct, it was pretty. It it was okay for kids. Yeah. Andre. Uh, you had Stuart Little, Loch Ness, uh, North, Rent a Kid, Flipper. 101 Dalmatians, Oof. It Takes Two, Dr. Doolittle, Alaska, Inspector Gadget, Madeline, Georgia the Jungle, Space Jam, Fluke, uh, Mouse Hunt, Adam's Family, Jumanji, Star Kid, a goofy movie. See, now, the, the Adam's Family came out, and that was after about 30 years of inactivity. Nobody had done anything with the Adams Family since the original TV series, which of course was based on a 1930s comic strip that Charles Adams used to do. But it was uh, that was what resurrected the Adams Family into into being relevant in pop culture again, yeah. and it it's just been rambling on ever since. So yeah, Dustin checks in the borrowers. Jungle to Jungle, Rookie of the Year, Sidekicks, Problem Child, Kindergarten, Co Kindergarten Cop, uh, My Favorite Martian. Kindergarten Cop was the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger <coughs> did after T2, Terminator 2. Yeah. Just because he could. Which was hilarious in its own way. But Blank Check, The Mask, Dennis the Menace. Do not let your kids see The Mask. <laughs> you know. Harriet the Spy. Uh, Small Soldiers. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that one in a while. Tom and Huck. <laughs> I forgot all about that one. The Santa Claus. Well, The Santa Claus came out in 94? Yes. Wow. You really don't remember all this stuff, oh. do you? 
there's a lot of franchises running around today that were reinvigorated in the 90s because in the 90s is when they took a bunch of dead, old intellectual properties and kind of freshened them up for, for re-release. Some of them took off, like the Adams Family. Some of them didn't, kind of like the Flintstones. But it was, for some reason, they started resurrecting all these 60s, 50s and 60s properties. Yeah, we and, like, and some like Richie Rich and, and Casper actually dated back to the 40s. We got uh, My Girl, uh, Toy Story, Mrs. Doubtfire. Which is another thing that... I, Understand, out of all of the 90s movies Chris has mentioned, he just now gets to Toy Story. Well, and which, again, incidentally, is one of the very few Disney films he's mentioned here, even though they absolutely exactly. rocked the entire decade. But those are the ones you know. Yeah, so, exactly. And these are the ones that Beauty I'm and trying the to Beast, mention. Like Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Radio Flyer. Uh, and, of course, Home Alone. Good burger, like, like, like I said, like these are movies that. If you have not watched these, you should. But this was a generation where family and kid films gave a meaning to something, hopes, dreams, uh, fantasy world, imagination, magic. It was something that like. When you grew up, you're like, oh, wow, you know, this took me somewhere, you know? Kids do not have that nowadays. They don't. And a lot of that's by design because children are being preyed upon. That's, I'm just going to leave it at that. Children are being preyed upon. They're being manipulated. You're not allowed to be a kid as soon as you turn. God, as soon as you're out of the basically as soon as you're out of the nursery they're they're targeting you to be a grown-up which is a loss of innocence that is just drives me up the wall i said you wouldn't want your kids to watch the mask i gotta take that back the mask nowadays and i actually remember fox i think it was fox kids actually had a cartoon based on the mask mm -hmm. The Mask with Jim Carrey, you can actually, compared to the dreck that children have to watch nowadays, The Mask is actually probably rather acceptable because it's as close to Looney Tunes as you're going to get anymore. <clears throat> and certainly not the modern Looney Tunes cartoons are going to do anything for you. So. Exactly. That's why, I like, that's why I call it The Lost Generation is because it is a generation that actually did something to make it seem like it was going to be all right. You know, if that makes sense? Yeah. So, That's your final word on the, on the lost generation of the nineties. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad I was there. Um, and I just say, if you want to feel that, go and watch some of these movies, you will see that it's like, it is okay to like get your hands dirty. Get dirt underneath your fingernails. Know what it's like to, oh, the lights, uh, the street lights are on. We should get home for dinner. You know, like that type of feel. Because that was the era of just, hey, <laughs> you know, let's have fun. The last of the free range children came in the 90s. So, so 
Well, now that we've finished geezing there, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap this. A big long list, big long laundry list of kid-friendly movies from the 90s. So go ahead and take Chris up on it. Let us know what you think. And as always, we don't normally do this, but if you like the show, please like the show. Uh, give us a subscribe to the show. Comment down below. Share it on social media if you like. Let people know we're here. It's not something yeah. you normally do. It's because, pff, honestly, we're not worried about monetization. But yeah, just so you know, it's all free. Yeah, this is the free stuff. You and you get what you pay for. And that's the most important thing. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so next time, <laughs> next time I'm of two minds, because this was actually supposed to be my my turn on the on the Sorry. stick, but that's all right. Sorry. Sorry. Coming up in future episodes on, on my half, because we do take turns whenever who's what, we're going to do episodes on The Princess Bride. We're going to do episodes on Person of Interest. And I'm going to talk about the best 80s show that nobody can see anymore, Moonlighting. So, y'all... <laughs> Y'all stay tuned for future episodes of Backrack Video. Moonlighting, by the way, I don't know why I'm going to talk about it, because you're not going to be able to find it anywhere. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> Until next time, that's... I'm Chris. That was Chris. I'm Spike. Don't blame me. We'll see you next blame time. Him. We'll see you next time in the Backracks. Take care, y'all. And remember, be kind. Rewind. See ya. <laughs>